Hello and welcome to another edition of the Papa Biggs Show. This is the podcast where you get to listen to all kinds of shenanigans with me and my son. It's me, son, one co-host of the podcast right here. Last we no longer broadcast rapid fast with the Papa Biggs Show. We're a blast. The number of fans we've amassed is quite vast. I talk with my dad about film and TV. You can listen to the show for free. Can't you see that me? My bars are as sweet as a peach tree. I talk about comics for an hour or three. All right, stop me if you've heard this one. I'm someone's son, son, and I live in the sun. Nailed to the cross like a hot cross bun. I'm the fun one son that can't be outdone. Because my name is Sun One. Yo, bro. You alright? Yeah, how are you? I'm very well. What have you been up to this week? Or should we do that later? What would you mean, what have I been up to this week? Well, you know, like reading, watching. We'll do that later. Okay. What else should we do this today? Uh, the, what the trailers have been these last few weeks. Yes, what the trailers have been. Yes. Um, anything else? Have you got anything else planned for us? Bundles and oodles of film-based news. Oh, jolly, jolly, jolly good. If you want to get in touch with the show, well, just do this kind of thing mm. with the, all the Twitters. If you want to give your opinion on anything we talked about on the show, or to tell us your trailer of the week, or maybe what you've been watching or reading, you can tweet us at Big's Papa, or write a comment on our Facebook group, The Papa Big Show. If you like the sound of any of the trailers we talked about, they're compiled into a playlist in our YouTube channel, The Papa Big Show. We're also The Papa Big Show on Pinterest, and The Papa Big Show on SoundCloud. Trailers, of course, where we look at five trailers that have come out in the past two weeks and tell you whether we think they're good, bad, or somewhere in the middle, using the old thumb method. Yeah. What trailer have you got first, please, someone? Uh, number one in our playlist, which is over on our YouTube channel if you want to check them out, is The Fast and the Furious 9. Now, I've seen all eight of the Fast and uh-huh. Furious films. And like, Hobbs and Shaw. And Hobbs and Shaw, and the cartoon. Uh, probably, ho- oh my word, who's this? He's not there with a big pack. No, nobody. No, it was a phantom. Yeah, it doesn't look like he's sticking around. No, uh, <coughs> and I haven't really seen any of them, because I don't care. Uh, anyway, uh, Dim Wiesel is back mm-hmm. as the person who is in the Let's Fast and Furious films. What's his name? He's, he's called... Dominic Toretto. Dom Toretto. Dum Dom. And we've now, got John Cena. Yeah, John Cena as his little brother. Yeah. D- there's two disturbing things about this trailer, uh, from my point of view. One, Is it the two fact that it's... very good actors, Charlie Savon and Helen Mirren, I don't know why I said them that way, but there you go, are in this film, which I'm very disappointed with them are. And it's four minutes. Yeah. Why is it four minutes? That's not fast or furious. That's long and boring. Slow, it made us furious. Yeah. Because we had to sit through four minutes of crazy car antics. Well, I mean, they they serve a purpose. They are very silly actioneers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're just rather po-faced, which, um, which you don't get with other daft franchises. You know, like, for example, any kind of Jason Statham film. Not that I'm a big fan, but at least he doesn't take himself seriously. Unlike Vin Diesel, who thinks he's really cool. And he yeah. clearly isn't. He's just a bald moron. 
And she has all the corny <clears throat> dialogue like, we're all family and this is a gift from my father to protect you. Yeah, and they, you'll always be in my heart. That's right. Their characters don't talk like real human beings. Yeah. They talk like adverts. And uh, what I'm surprised it's lasted this long, to be honest. I mean, yeah, it's, it's good fun and all that kind of thing. Makes loads of money. Yeah, but it doesn't seem to have evolved. You know, even things like Bond and things like that evolve, don't they? I mean, where's the electric cars? Surely it needs an electric car. They've nowadays. got a rocket-powered car, Dad, and they've got a car swinging off a cliff yeah, he fires, by a bit of rope. That's right, and a magnetic plane, which yeah. picks up a car as it jumps off a cliff. There's three different jumping-off cliffs in a car moment. Mm -hmm. One, they get dragged away by a magnetic plane. Two, they have a rocket ship thing, yeah. and it flies over. And three, as you say, they fire some kind of grappling hook over to the other side and swing across no, a don't. huge chasm. They don't which looks fire like, um, a grappling looks like hook. Thailand. They don't fire a grappling hook. Oh, the, the pole with the rope on it where the bridge used to be oh, gets right. caught on the wheel oh, right. and they swing across, which oh, is right. even more even ridiculous. Worse. And there's a large portion of the the trailer looks set in London as well. Mm -hmm. What is it about? There seems to be more and more films set in London, these American Hollywood films. We must be giving them cheap prices for shooting on our streets. Yeah. That's all it can be. The Quick big, tax break. The big reveal of this trailer is that somebody returns in some way. And if we'd seen the other films, we'd probably go, Oh, oh it's, 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 what's this character called? It's Han. Han Lu. Oh, Han Lu's back. Wow, that's mint. That's wicked. That's sick. Yeah. And or it's whatever got it is. awful text like justice is coming and not all blood is family. And get tickets now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's called F9, the Fast Saga. That's right. The F9. Fast Saga, like a subtitle, like the MCU. The Fast Saga. I think it must be. Well, it's probably his own universe. Nine films. Ten. Nine. Why? Oh, I'm sure. sure. Yeah, Obviously. you clearly said that. Ten films. Wow. About driving cars fast. Well, they don't just drive cars fast now. They drive them off cliffs and they've got magnetic planes. The next one, it will be moon buggies. They'll be on the moon in fast moon buggies. That'd be good. Oh, that wouldn't be that fast, would it? Because of uh, G, rockets. gravity. They have rockets. Yeah, but it still doesn't seem that fast, does it, in space? You need things flying past you, and there's nothing Do to fly past you to make it look. Do you think these films are scientifically accurate? Yeah, if clearly been well researched. Swinging, they clearly been well researched. Otherwise, you know, well, that would just seem ridiculous. Otherwise, yeah. wouldn't it? Anyway, clearly these are not for us. And my thumbs down. What's your thumb doing? Yeah, I'm gonna have to agree. <clears throat> Fast and Furious Nine warrants two thumbs down. When's it out? Twenty second of May. Okay, now I know when to miss it. Uh, anybody else other than the people we mentioned in it that we might recognise? So you've got Charlie Theron, uh, John Cena, Vin Diesel, Helen Mirren, Michael Michelle Rucker. Rodriguez. Mum's favourite, Cardi B. Oh, Cardi B. Yeah. Wow. Tyrese oh, Tyrese Gibson. Gibson. Right, okay. That's so they're people. quite interesting casts, um, but no, not for us. No The Rock and no Jason Statham. No Stath, no Rock. Who else is usually in these? No Paul No Walker. idea. Well, clearly not, no. Because unfortunately, poor, poor Paul Walker died. Anyway, uh, what's the next trailer then, please, on the trailers for the Papa B show, please, someone? Horse Girl. Horse Girl? Yeah. Pray tell, what is this? 
A young girl who likes horses. No, it's not. Don't be ridiculous. Watch the trailer. A young woman. Yes. Goes crazy. Or does yes, she? Yes. Or does she? That's the that's the key. Oh, she does like horses. Yeah. Actually, right. And that's why I was saying. And that's what? where the name comes from, clearly. Yeah. But it was you made you made it sound like that's what the film was going to be about, but it's not. Is well, it? I was just explaining it's about the insanity. Name first. I was explaining the, where the it, name comes from. It's about a poor girl who clearly um, got emotional problems, or has she? Is it something more interesting than that? Is there something sci-fi going on? Maybe. Is there something? parallel universe going on Who knows? is there something time traveling going on probably not we could not de- well it, it, it's not clear is it she wakes up in the middle of nowhere she just keeps having these blackouts but they're not mm. they're more than blackouts because there's all kinds of strange things She's going on things. And, apparently... and she also feels like her own distant relative and looks like her because they photographs of her yeah. so she's thinking that's why i'm thinking the time travel thing you see no, you see. I think it's like a family curse or ah, something. Could be, could be, could be, yeah. could be, could be, could be, could be, could be. But it, the trailer, which is why I said this looks okay when we had a conversation about it previously, is because the trailer is very good. I think the film itself might not actually be that good, but I think the trailer is well put together because it hints at so many different things and so many possibilities. It's ambiguous. It is. You don't but, know whether she's crazy. But not just ambiguous as in I've no idea what that is. It gives you enough to think, ah, oh, there's something there. I wonder what that something is. So that's why it's well cut together. Anyway, anybody we recognise in here on this Netflix original film, please, sir? Yeah, well, Alison Brie is in the main role. Mm-hmm. Debbie Ryan from Disney Channel's Jessie. Okay. Uh, John Reynolds, <laughs> Molly Shannon, nobody... John Ortiz, uh, I, I recognise. Other than nobody that... Nobody giant. Yeah, no, not no big names. And as I just said, then, it is a Netflix original. Uh, when's it out? 7th of February. Oh, so very soon. That's like <clears throat> five days from now. It is a, um adult, uh, what's it, uh, orientated film, isn't it? It's not like for kids or anything like that. It's a restricted Rated language, yeah. sexuality, graphic nudity, drug use. That's not what I want to show my kids. No. So it might not be for you, young man. Oh, no. I don't anyway. really care. I'm going to give it a thumb in the middle. Oh, okay. Uh, well, I'm also my my thumb is 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 in the middle, but sort of sticking up a yeah. little bit, just because I like the trailer. And after all, this is trailers, so I'm going to be generous and give it a thumb up. Okay. You're all not right. give, you're not giving it a 45 degrees upwards. No, I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm not gonna sit on the fence. Because um, you actually abide by the rules of the show, and I just kind of right. make stuff up. Thumb up from me. Next okay. trailer, please. This is a weird one. Okay. Because either we talked about this a few weeks ago or we didn't. Because it's a fugitive, the fugitive ah. reboot, but it's for telly. Yeah. On a, a channel I haven't heard of called Quibi. Whoever they are. And it's the same thing as The Fugitive, except instead of him killing his wife, there's a bomb on a train. Well, you do know The Fugitive is a remake of a television yeah. series of the 60s. Yeah. Yes. So we've come full circle here. Yeah. 
So we have a 1960s original TV series about a man who kills, uh, is innocent of killing his wife, but is accused of it, convicted of it, and then goes on the run. And the entire series is him just avoiding the law and trying to find his uh, the actual person who killed his wife. And of course, then they made a very successful film of it in the 90s with Harrison Ford, which we yeah. talked about not so long ago. And now it's come full circle and they decided to do a new TV series, but rather than the dead wife scenario, it seems to suggest that it's kind of leading on after that, where he's come out of jail and he's now, because he, he mentioned, like, I went to jail before. When? Did he really? Right at the start of the trailer, he says, I went to jail before, I'm not going to get put away again oh, okay. for something I didn't do. So now, instead of killing his wife, he's a terrorist. And who better to stop a terrorist than Kiefer Sutherland, Mr. 24 himself? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know how many episodes this is going to be. Surely it can't sustain it for too long. So, where would you be? It's 14 Good episodes. Good Lord. 14 which, first episodes. Of all, Surely it should be 24. Number. Yeah. You either do maybe 12, 16. Or 6. You don't do 14. That's or 24. That would have been appropriate. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, who's the. Uh, so, Keith Sullivan is the cop chasing him, played yeah. by, of course. Um, Billy the U.S. Marshal, yeah. Mr. Not Billy D. Williams. No, Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. It's one you, of know, you know, it was a triple name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, who's who's Mr. Richard Kimball? Is it still Richard Kimball? It's Boyd Holbrook from Logan. From Logan. From Logan. Oh right. And yes, he is the guy with the metal the moon, hand. Is he still playing the same character? Is he Dr. Richard Kimball? Maybe. He looks a bit too young to be a doctor for my liking. He's playing Mike Ferry. There you go, so he is somebody different. Okay. So they're just using the premise and the title and absolutely nothing else. So it's not even like a complete reboot where they're telling the same story, which is good. It's just the same title. And the same sort of premise. Sort of. Innocent person on the run. And it comes out this April on, on Quibi. I wonder what Quibi is. I wonder what we'll get it and how we'll get it to it over it in this probably country. Just on Sky. Yeah, I, that's a good shout. Actually, it probably will be on Sky. Yeah. So, uh, sorry, when did you say it was out? April. April. Okay. What are you going to do with your thumb then about the fugitive? I really like the film. Yeah. I really like the film, and I vaguely remember seeing some of the reruns of the original sixty series because. Uh, Grandpa, big Grandpa Biggs used to like that one, uh, along with uh, Man in a Suitcase. I say that because it was the same actor. If you're Papa Biggs, then Big it, Grandpa Biggs is Papa Papa Biggs. Papa 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 Biggs, yeah. yeah. Good shout. Anyway, uh, I'm going to give it a thumb in the middle. Yeah, that sounds about right. I'm very, I'm not, nah. very not sure about it. Yeah, nah. Also, oh, what the okay. hell is Quibby? I don't know. It does, it's a, even if it is a, 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 a legitimate television station, it's a terrible, terrible name. It's probably an app. Yeah, well, a... yeah, it probably is. Yeah. It'll be some downloadable nonsense, you young people and your stupid downloads. Okay, then. Go to the cinema. Old man. <laughs> anyway, uh, trailer number four, please. Someone. Vivarium. Vivarium. Which I presume is some kind of medication. I thought it was a place. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> Yonder, you're right home. This is. You're home right now. Not this your is right a home. new film 
um, starring Jesse Eisenberg. Uh, anybody else you recognise? Imogen Poops. Imogen Poops, yes. And um, <laughs> uh, yes, that's yeah. Uh, who's who's the weird little fella in uh, the trailer? The funny fella. The funny little man. His name is Jonathan Arts. Harris. Don't know him. A oh yeah, I, I'm gonna spec so sorry about that. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> so we have. Uh, Jesse Eisenberg is in Image of Poops as a young couple looking for a new home and they uh, we, we, we start the trailer and they are going to look at a new house to buy yeah. and it's in a lovely suburban area where all the houses look the same I mean literally look exactly the same they're all this green is, this is a Tim Burton set right here and it's absolute perfection. It is completely perfect. But of course it isn't. It is spooky. And it is weird. And something's not right here. What's happening? And then they don't know. And they get trapped there. And, and then there's all kinds of crazy shenanigans going on. In this surreal, weird horror film. Horror, probably more of a thriller. Delightfully strange, says one caption. Hmm. Anyway, they seem to be trapped here and they're unable to get out. So one assumes that that's what the entire film's about. Mm -hmm. It's about them slowly going insane and maybe, just maybe, although I wouldn't hold your hopes out, we might learn what exactly is going on. Yeah. Well, they get sent a baby with a note that says, raise this child and we will release you. And if you look on the wall where they're marking the kids' height, um, it's like... The days. days. Yeah. So they've got this fast-aging baby and a bunch of greenhouses that look exactly the same, digging graves, fires. I don't know what's going on and I don't know what to expect. Mm. So it looks quite surreal. That's quite David cronenberg -y, if you ask me, although it looks a bit too shiny and expensive to David no, Cronenberg. But it looks a bit cheap. I thought the, mm. the opposite. I thought that some of the... Well, it's all very simple, isn't it? That's yeah. why. Like when he gets on the roof, it look, everything looks very plasticky. But... Yeah, but then I suppose it's supposed to, isn't it? It's supposed to look fake. Well, one would, one would hope so. Yeah. Because it is poor CGI. So, when's this out? And is there anybody else we recognise in it other than the three people we said? Uh, pretty much no. Is there, a, a is there some kind of director we might recognise here? <clears throat> Lorcan Finnegan. Mm -hmm. Whom is Lorcan Finnegan and what else have they done, please, someone? Foxes without name. No, then. Nothing at all. Without name. Some other... Some shorts. No-nonsense horror mm. film. Anyway. Um, so this hits theatres on the 27th of March mm -hmm. this year. Mm-hmm. Vivarium. Vivarium. One thing I do like about it is the runtime. One hour thirty-seven. That's mm. nice to see. Sick of these three and a half hour films. Ridiculous. Yeah. Boring. Anyway, uh, what are you doing with your thumb, son? One. I'm going to give it a thumb. Vivarium. Middle. Middle thumb. A middle thumb. Yes. Okay, so a middle finger. You're giving it. Yes, like in the trailer. Like in the trailer. Okay, I am also going to float my thumbs sideways. Give me one more trailer for this week's trailers on the Pabba Show, please, someone. Now, this one's very exciting for you as a very big Coen Brothers fan. Absolutely. 
Are you love a bit of Cole big brothers. You are. Well, a I big do Lebowski. like. I do like the big Lebowski. Yes, it is my second favorite Coen Brothers film. Your first is, is right. Can I guess? Go try. How many you guesses can try. Do I get? You get three guesses. Off you go. Oh, brother, we're out there. No, that's my second favorite. You just said that Big Lebowski was Did your I? second favorite. Oh, Big Lebowski, my third favorite. Then sorry. Oh, okay. Um, Fargo. No, fourth favorite. Um, it's not Hail Caesar, that's for sure. No, that's not even um, on the list. I don't like that one. Um, I don't like them all. I only like some. Inside Lewin Davis. Uh, no, that's probably six. Um, Ooh. Oh, f- forgetting. Ballad of Buster Scruggs? No, ah, it's not, probably about five. Um, it's their I've very first the film, their debut. Is it? Mm. Um, no, I give up. Blood Simple. Oh, mm. I hadn't even heard of it, so it's not where I was going to go. That's my favourite one. So this is called The Jesus Rolls. John Turturro has reprised his role as Jesus. He's not just reprising his role, he's writing and directing it. Wow. Now, if you go to the cast Tommy here, Wiseau style. The cast is incredible. You have John Hamm. You have... Bobby Cannavale from you Chef. You have Susan Sarandon. You have Audrey Tattoo. You have John Turturro himself. J.B. Smoove. Whoever that is. He's from. He's the other teacher in Spider-Man Far From Home. Oh, right. Okay. You have Christopher Walken. Pete Davidson. Wowee. So it's a cracking cast. Uh, like you say, he's, he's written and directed it. His um, character seems to be based around that. The trailer is just a teaser. It's all a it, it, Oh, yeah. All it has is uh, Jesus doing his trademark licking of the bowl. The bowl? Ball. The ball, as the ball. as he did in the original film, he's wearing a nice purple shirt rather than the full-on purple onesie. <laughs> and then, and the, then the, ball. the ball flies off into the air. There's fire behind it, and then it takes us off into a load of captions about their names. There's a, a neon few. sign that says "On the Road to Adventure." Yeah, and it goes flying up. It gives you all the the cast, and it smashes some pins, and it says "Jesus takes the wheel." <laughs> And then it crashes back into the bowling alley and we see a bit of fire and that gives it the title. Now, you say that I am looking forward to this. I am confused by Me this. Too. Because as much as I would like to see a, another film based around uh, the Big Lebowski and the, the world of Big Lebowski, uh, the Jesus character was, was a great character as a little cameo. Mm-hmm. But he's a paedophile. Mm-hmm. So... I don't know how having a paedophile as your main character, as your lead, supposedly hero, how that's going to work. Or are they going to, uh, I don't know, maybe change the narrative and say, actually, he wasn't actually. No, they can't do that. They can't. They wouldn't do that. Maybe he's just... A reformed character. No. Maybe I think he's, he's just, just still going to be scumbag. an idiot, a scumbag, yeah. loser, nonce. Yeah. That's difficult. That's difficult. No, you, they make serial killer films all the time. That's different. That is different. Maybe this is a fake out, and it's not from his perspective. Maybe it's, it's not real. It's maybe it's... bloody phone off. Every week this happens. <laughs> maybe, uh, maybe it's not real. Maybe it's just a teaser teaser trailer of nothing. Maybe it's that much of a tease. Yes, maybe oh, there's just... Oh, it 
it's just a cheeky cheeky or cheeky maybe thing but uh the the original two characters are going to return maybe you'll get um no i'll be off for another Jeff dude Bridges film yeah dude and john goodman yes right because of course donnie dies shut up up donnie yeah you almost said it i did but i didn't <laughs> yeah maybe but let's see who knows who knows? When's it out? It is out on the 20th of March. And where can I find it? Is it in cinemas? Maybe. Or is it some kind of streaming service? Uh, there's no... I, I don't know. Oh, well that's poor from your point of view. Well... Do we know? I don't can know. Can you find out? No. No? No idea. Well, one assumes that it's in theatres. It's also a short one. Mm. One, one hour 25. Oh, that is sure. Good lord. Uh, okay. I'll have to, despite my reservations, give it a thumb up. Um, so give me a recap. Oh, no, give you a yeah, thumb version. On, your Steve. thumb thing first. I'm going to give it a thumb. In the middle. No. Thumb down. Okay. Because I don't care. And okay. I think Big Lebowski is okay. Okay. So give me a recap. Fast and, we'll and Furious that. 9. Well, you gave it a thumb down. Yeah. And I gave it a thumb down. And then we had Horse Girl, which we both put thumb... Well, no, you put a thumb in the middle, and I decided, after much deliberation, yes. to put my thumb up. And then The Fugitive TV show, which I gave a thumb in the middle. And, and I also, also gave it a thumb yes. in the middle. Vivarium. Vivarium. That was... Two fingers in the middle, upwards. Yes. two fingers in the middle. That's right, upwards. Two upward fingers. Well, I didn't give it a thumb up. No. No, two middle fingers up. No, I gave as it... As a... giving it the finger. No, I gave it in the middle. Oh, did you? What okay. Did you... I'm pretty sure you did as well. All right, then. I did as well. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then the... Jesus rolls. Thumb in the middle from... No, thumb down from you and thumb up from me, which only leaves us to decide on what is our personal trailer of the week. Yeah. I'm going for Horse Girl. I, uh, right. Let's think. None of them are particularly catching my eye in terms of trailer of the week. Um, I think I'm going to give it to the Jesus... Ru no. Fast and Furious 9. It was between the Jesus really? Rolls and Fast and Furious 9, which were the two I gave thumbs down to. Because a thumb in the middle is not an experience. It's just you watch it and you think, yeah, that's okay. But a thumb down, now that's that's something, you know? It's something yeah, you can grasp onto. Something. Like, I laughed at the Fast and Furious 9 trailer. And it's four minutes long, so there's more meat on its bones. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you talk crap. Right, okay, that's been trailers for this week. Let's find out what we've been reading and watching this week. What I've been reading. What I've been watching. What I've been watching. What I've been reading. What I've been reading. What I've been watching. What I've been watching. What I've been reading. What I've been watching. Yes, of course. What I've been watching and what I've been reading. The part of the show where we look at what we've been watching and also, of course, what we have been reading. reading. Yeah, so what have you been reading this week? I read loads. Loads? I read so much that I, I'm only going to talk about half of the things that I read. Okay, then, well, tell me about half of the things you read then this past couple of weeks. Yes, uh, I read the entirety of the Hawkeye series by Matt Fraction and David Argyar. 
Ah, right, so this is uh, based on John Fenimore Cooper's classic novel, Less Than the Mohicans, of course. What the hell are you talking about? That's Hawkeye. Shut up, man. Stop trying to interrupt me. Okay, go on. You're clearly talking about Marvel because that's what you always talk about, so carry on. But this time I've read four critically acclaimed, beautiful works of art. Critically acclaimed by whom? Everyone who's read them. The Man Booker Prize? Yeah. So this is not about superhero antics, but rather it's about what happens to Hawkeye when he's not with the Avengers, when he's just on his own, in his apartment, doing less superhero things. So has he not got a family then? No, 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 not in this universe. Okay then. Uh, the closest thing he has to a family is his dog, Lucky. Oh, they're, they're family, aren't they? Yes. Well, that's what people with dogs say anyway. And his protege, Kate. Kate Bishop. All right, yes. So um, there's kind of some fun stories in here. He ends up becoming a landlord. Mm-hmm. He ends up owning this apartment building, and there's some nice little human stories of him, like fixing people's VCRs and inviting people over to watch um, Christmas films when their TV show isn't working. TV show, TV isn't working, and um, it's not like a reality TV show that no. they're in. But At home with the Hawkeyes. Yeah, but where it really strives is the arts. Yes, I'm, I'm, I can see the front covers and everything like that. And that have often caught my eye when you've been walking around uh, comic shops and things like that. Mm. Because they have a graphic design quality to them, don't they? Yeah. Uh, David Arjar's art is probably the best part of it. Uh, because everything is nicely coloured and stuff. Like lots of purples and things mm. like that. And you've got these really amazing panel designs, like um, well, rather than like you I just... say, it's not it's 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 graphically designed. It's mm. it's thought about in terms of rules of thirds and all that kind of stuff. So there are no three by three grids or anything. Mm. There are and they're perfectly arranged to suit the action, uh, and it works really well. And it's funny, <laughs> yeah. yeah. This panel here of Hawkeye completely nude with. Um, his classic costume censoring his groin area. And lots of the, the covers are funny as well. These are all the covers, also done by Ajar. Mm. And um, I enjoyed it. It's a very good, very good read. So the the artwork's superb and the story's good as well. Yeah. Okay. I also read Next Wave Agents of Hate. What the hell is that? Written by Warren Ellis, not, oh, yeah. not Nick Cave's mate. Oh, no. Different Warren Ellis. Okay. With art by Stuart Immonen. Uh, this is more of a superhero book, but it's sort of that really amped up like campy superhero action where nothing makes sense like fighting giant dragons and devil dinosaurs in it oh and but he's wearing like a classic bond villain dressing gown and he's got some wine in his hand and it turns out he was the um the evil mastermind behind all these attacks and it's basically a small group of superheroes who combat terrorism across the world. Right, so tell me the names of these superheroes, and I'll bet they'll be really ridiculously stupid. Go on. The Captain. Yeah, rubbish. Uh, Boom Boom. <laughs> Here I am. Also goes by Boomer. Um, Spectrum. Right. Also goes by Captain Marvel. Uh, what? Machine Man. Right. And Elsa Bloodstone. Right. Okay, not as ridiculous as I thought it might be, yeah. apart from Boom Boom, which of course is 
I don't know, American baby talk for poo. No, it's American baby talk for... Baby go boom boom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Come on, carry on. <laughs> yeah, I enjoyed it. It's just uh, it's just fun, really. There's okay. not much to it. All right. And Young Avengers. Now, this is also more of a superhero book, but it's very uh, less focused on the action and more on the characters. Uh, so, you, Kate Bishop's also in it, Young Hawkeye. You've got Miss America, who is... As a beauty um, pageant. She is from an alternate universe. Where she wears a swimsuit and a tiara and says she wants to open a donkey sanctuary. Yeah, yeah, we'll go with that. Okay. Got Prodigy, who is a smart member of the X-Men. Yeah, you can tell that he's got glasses. Yeah, yeah. they goggles actually. Oh, right, okay. And then you got um, Wiccan, who is the son of Scarlet Witch. All oh, right, okay. And her other son, Speed, shows up a few times. Marvel Boy. He Marvel is, Boy. Yeah. He's got he grey hair. Sort of, he's very similar to Marvel Man, really. Right, but he's, he's not very old. No, he's got the grey hair, though. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make sense. And, and who's the green kid at the back? Hulkling. Hulkling? Yeah, he is half, <laughs> half scroll, half human. So he's got the morphing abilities of a scroll. Okay. This is also this is also one that's uh, very. So this is a kind of Teen Titans yeah. and what was the oh, Young Mutants? Well. I don't know. D age Loki. This is another one that works really well because of the art by Jamie McKelvey. Um, this one is more um, like the facial expressions are really good. Yeah, I get, yeah. Pop-up. I was about to say that actually because uh, you can actually see the characterization in the, yeah. the, the artistry there. You could see that. That close-up on Loki's face is clearly showing mischievous qualities. It's very good. Mm-hmm. And this is another one that's very twisty. It's got a, a good, like, shorter story. It's only 15 issues by uh, Kieran Gillen, who is very good at writing, like, a a very crazy story, but he still manages to make it grounded. So even though there's crazy stuff going on... And that's Kieran Gillen, not Karen Gillen. Yeah. Kieran Gillen, yeah. okay, yeah. just checking. So, yeah, that's another one I'd recommend. And finally, I've been reading the grand, epic Avengers series written by Jonathan Hickman. Now, Hickman is the guy that's written this new X-Men series where they have their own island and they develop drugs. and they've cured, right, that one. Yes, I remember that one from yeah. whatever episode we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this is his Avengers series, which he did a few years ago and they're living on a in a bungalow and eating uh twinkies and watching sitcoms no but it's it's still got those different ideas that aren't really used anywhere else that are very unique because uh, the avengers go on a mission all of them get captured except captain america and captain america has to create a new team because all the other avengers are gone so this new team has People have never been in the Avengers before. It has weird new characters like Starbrand and Nightmask. Just to close that up, he creates a new team to go and save the old team. Yes. Oh, then, that's all right. Oh, you doesn't just think, oh, that team's gone. I better get a new one. No. That's all right. Thank goodness for that. But then when the other people are rescued, then there's this... Say, I don't need you anymore. I've got the old guys back. See ya. Yeah, so it sort of creates this giant Avengers team. Uh, Cannonball and Sunspot from the New Mutants are in it. Right. Uh, Wolverine, Spider-Man, Spider-Woman, Captain Marvel. Classics. Shang-Chi is in it. Oh, Master of Kung, Master Fu. Kung Fu. Yeah. So there's some really good um, 
shorter stories in this one that work very well on their own, but there's also this giant, larger narrative of the world ending. So there's an Avengers series and a new Avengers series, and the new Avengers series called New Avengers. It's not like there's one and there's one that's newer. It's called New Avengers, and it's about a small group of superheroes who keep hold of the Infinity Gems so that someone doesn't steal them. So I'm, I'm just really sorry, I got distracted because I was reading the um, synopsis, which mm-hmm. is in front of us here. And the end of the synopsis says, while they seek to prevent the collapse of reality itself, the Avengers face a war on two fronts, protecting Earth from the Builders. The Builders. Yeah. So it's just like some fat guys with their bum cracks showing in white helmets saying, it's going to cost you a bit of money, that mate. The Builders are these crazy, like, robot alien things who seek to create and destroy life based on how... It would affect sort of like what Thanos does, really. Uh, are, they, are they like? Uh, is it like the Lego builders? Yeah, like way? master builders. Yeah. yeah. So new Avengers, they have to fight Thanos because he's coming for the Infinity Gems, mm. and this small team of the new Avengers is Mister Fantastic, Doctor Strange, Iron Man, Namor, Beast, a uh, few other people. So Black in the Panther. comics, Thanos isn't dead, then? No. No, that just happened in a film. No. Yeah. And he wasn't, he, in the comics, he doesn't try and wipe out half of all life. No. He's just a crazy guy. Yeah. He just wants power. Yeah. So, but New Avengers is so good. It's so twisty. Um, it's so high concept and different because it introduces the idea of different Earths colliding with our Earth. Like, ripples happen in time and it causes different realities Earth, of Earth to converge with this Avengers Earth and these this small group of the, these smart Avengers have to do what's necessary to stop the entire Earth from being destroyed by another Earth. Okay, and just to clarify for our older listeners, when you say the new Avengers, you don't mean John Steed, Purdy and Gambit, do you? Yeah, I do, actually. Yeah. So it's, it's very hard to explain because I think Jonathan Hickman is very smart and he's somehow using why i don't know why he'd waste his intelligence doing comics writing an avengers comic but maybe he likes them yeah there you go maybe he could cure cancer maybe he could make a something that change the world but he's made the x-men into drug developers okay i don't know where i'm going with this no i don't know where you're going with that one anyway you'd, you'd recommend that Yes. Okay, Avengers by Jonathan Hickman. Thank you very much. Sorry, I went on quite a bit there. That's all right. Rambling about stuff that I probably didn't express well enough for listeners to understand. Mm. What did you read? Oh, I've been uh, about two-thirds of the way through a book I have actually read before, but I kind of run out of things I wanted to read, of new books that we had after I read... um, uh, Camille Island last week and I've, I've read plenty of things and I had plenty in but I've seen to have read them all so I thought oh so I was looking around for something new to read and I thought you know what yeah Mama Big said why did you read something you like you read before I went yeah good I do and so I picked up an Auster a Paul Auster one of my favourite authors and Paul I thought Arthur. Paul Auster uh, I'm really reading The Book of Illusions which is absolutely incredible. It's as good as I remember it. 
Uh, it was released back in, uh, I think it was 2010 it was released, and then 2011 in paperback. Uh, and then uh, it follows a story of a, of a guy who has a tragedy in his life. He loses his, his wife and two children on a, in a, an air crash. Uh, he's a, he's a, a scholar and an academic and a writer. And, uh, but it, it's, it's not about that. It, that's just where we join him after that accident's happened. And then he uh, throws himself into it. it. Kind of, he's dealing with his process. He ends up in an entirely different uh, story about finding out about this uh, silent movie star who disappeared back in the twenties. He vanished, and so he kind of gets caught up in this guy's story instead. And it, it, it harks back uh, to um, the silent movies and, and things like that. So it's quite interesting because obviously we like a bit of cinema on the Papa Big Show, and I certainly do, that's a false show. Uh, so it, it kind of traverses those two stories, but it's, it's a mystery story as well, as well as a guy coming to terms with his, um, uh, his own personal tragedy, and it's very bloody good, and I'd recommend it to anybody. And I will finish that very soon, and I've gone out and purchased some more books, so I shall hopefully not have that kind of terrible scenario but I'm looking around, scrambling around for something to read. I've noticed that when we do the what we're reading section, it involves one of us talking passionately about what one of the things we've read, and then someone butts in and makes a stupid joke about something, like you saying, by the Avengers you don't mean Johnny Stewart and Roddy. And you say Paul Arthur. Yeah, uh, we make fun of something and then it yeah. throws the other person off yeah, for a it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's what we're here for. So that's what I read this week and I will continue reading that and I'll probably finish it in a few days' time. What have you been watching? I watched many a thing mm. over the last couple of weeks. Yes, we have been watching quite a lot, haven't we? Starting with The Conversation. So this is 1974, Francis Ford Coppola film, which I picked up on Blu-ray and I thought, I've seen that ages and ages ago and I really like that. Let's watch that again and you can watch it. And turns out Mm. that there's only still me that liked it. So, all four of us us sat down down to watch it. Uh, Son 2 lasted about 15 minutes Mm -hmm. and he was boring and he did one. Uh, Mama Biggs, who's usually quite good at these sort of things, she's like... <sighs> big sigh, and she disappeared about an hour in. Mm. Well, it's just left me and the... And we watched it to the end, and it actually got... Probably about the last half hour was probably the best bit of it. But uh, the last half hour is the only bit that I liked. Yeah. The last half hour was actually... Where something happened. Yeah. <laughs> and there was actually a storyline. That's the bit where I could say, yeah, I actually enjoyed that bit. Because the first five minutes was really nice, the way it set it up. And you thought, oh, what's going to happen here? And then for the next 50 minutes, nothing happened. There was no... The next 50 minutes, it's more like the next... Hour. Hour and a half. Oh, no, not quite. Hour 20. Yeah, it, well, well, about an hour. And then uh, it just didn't do anything, did it, at all? It wasn't even character building or anything like that. It just kind of... It just rambled. Just rambled and didn't really do much. And then, just in the last half hour, like we say, all of a sudden this storyline kicks in and what happened right at the start suddenly starts to uh, infer what happens at the end and then there's a nice twist as well it is uh, of course Gene Hackman and uh, the late John Cassell 
uh, was anybody else in it? Uh, yeah, there's a few other people, but uh, I can't remember. Uh, anyway, yeah, so it's a spy thriller, it's but not, not a really spy a thriller. thriller. It's not thrilling in any way. No, that's it's true. Snorer. You a sit spy there. Snorer. Yeah, and mm. there's, a, there's a scene in like a party which they go to after a, a spy convention. Pointless, isn't it? And that party lasts for about maybe 20 minutes. Yeah, 25 it's just minutes. Like, why, why are you doing this? Nothing happens. There's no, it doesn't move the plot anywhere. Just move the characters. The main anyway, character doesn't fine. even talk, really. Yeah, he's just kind of a science nerd. It would have worked but... better as a short, or mm. because I really like the last twenty minutes. I think that it works a lot. And and the idea behind it of, of this sound of a sound recordist and and all this kind of stuff, it could it could have been really really interesting. And I believe uh, there were a couple of films that got made um, a, a good number of years later. The Barbarian Sound System. And the lives of others, which is similar premise of somebody like a spy person listening in, are supposed to be absolutely excellent. The lives of others is the film that I am studying for A level German. Well, there you go. They're supposed to be absolutely brilliant. So we take this idea, which is a really good idea, of uh, these people listening in on other people's conversations, and you can never understand totally what it is. So you misinterpret things, or you, you know, it's blah blah blah. So. So it could have been really good, and it's a, uh, but just, yeah, it's, it's, even though I want to like it because there's certain elements I do like about it, it is dull. You are right, it is dull. But I'm glad we, 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 we uh, persevered to the end because that was worth watching at the end, I thought. Ow. Lulia Looney. I watched The Nice Guys. Yeah. I have an afternoon off every week now. Yeah, so I recorded this knowing that full well that you would like this. So mm -hmm. I recorded it for you. What a ge genuinely nice father I am. And because uh, I've seen it and I liked it and I knew you'd like it as well. So this is the uh, 1926, that's not the right, this is the 2016 film. <laughs> well, how did you mess <laughs> I up? I don't know. Wrong. This is the 2016 film by Shane Black, uh, starring Russell Crowe and Ryan Gosling. Uh, about two detectives who, uh, in 1970s Los Angeles, uh, try and find a missing girl in the mysterious death of a porn star. So it's quite funny, it's quite poignant, it's got a good uh, twisty-turny uh, plot, and it's great characters, and you've got the young girl in it as well, of course. I don't know also very good. This was a flop, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't know why. Because it, it, it seems like it, it was... It's got everything boxes, it needs yeah. to succeed. It's got uh, the good two main characters who have they work well together, like good chemistry as partners hunting down this mystery. It's got the good the mysterious element of it, like the plot itself, and it's a period piece which. If it was set in the eighties, yeah, there you go. That there you million go. That's, dollars. That, yeah, billion you go. dollars. There you go. I think I think it's one of these that's gonna uh, over time it's gonna um, become a cult classic. Yeah. And then they'll reboot it and it will make no money. Yeah. Twenty forty six, they'll make a, the nice guys, the even nicer guys. Yeah. And it will be set in the twenty tens. Yeah. Where they <laughs> hunt down the death of a missing e girl. Yeah, and, and, yeah, and well, missing yeah. Insta influencer. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and, uh, and, yeah, that'll be terrible. Anyway, you watched that. You liked that, didn't you? I, I knew you would. Good. Very yes. enjoyable. Good action. It was funny. It was visually good. It was colourful. I like colour in mm. films. 
Just click on Shane Black and you'll be surprised. You know who Shane Iron Black Man is? Iron Man 3, Kiss Kiss yeah, Bang Bang. Yeah, okay, well, you know that. Because Kiss Kiss Bang Bang is, is very similar. It's very, very similar with uh, Robert Downey and uh, uh, Val Kilmer. And it's very, well, very similar. I really, really like that as well. You'll like that. Get and, that watched as well. And The Predator. Okay, well, we'll ignore that one. Cats. <clears throat> okay. I went to see Cats. Okay. The film Cats, 2019 Cats. Cats is an anagram of scat. Yes. Scat is... Poo. Yes, is animal poo. Mm-hmm. However, I must say, it, uh, it was I, Well, I must also say that nobody in this family except you went to see this. Yeah. You and your mate yeah. um, went to see this at the cinema. Yes. Okay, because you thought, oh, that'll be funny, because it'll yeah. be rubbish and that'll be because well funny. the trailer went viral because it looked awful, because the CG is terrible, and because the music was bad, and because it had such a big cast of characters and names, and yet again... What, what the hell what am I saying yet again? Well, you know, I mean, it seemed like a good idea, because you think, oh, that'll be well funny because it's rubbish, but then you realise that actually, no, it's not that funny. Is I'm just wasting two hours of my life, yeah. and I hate it. Once I got so, past the initial shock of the awful characters and the awful music, it was just boring, because I don't like musicals, and none of the music was good anyway. All the CGI was terrible. There was no story. It was just characters appearing and then singing a song, such as Idris Elba as McCavity, and Ian McKellen as Gus the Theatre Cat, and Taylor Swift as Bombularina, and... Uh, what's her name? Rebel Wilson is Jenny Anytots, and I've remembered all the characters' names. Mungo Jerry, <laughs> uh, uh, Monkey Strap, Mister mm. Mistopheles. Now all these names are embedded in my head. Rum Tum Tugger is a curious cat. The song is in my head because I watched this awful, awful film. I can't think of a film that I like more, uh, less than this. So it's directed by Tom Hooper, isn't it? Yes, Tom Hooper, who directed... Go on. King's Speech and Le Miserable. I know. And? So clearly he can, he can direct. I heard a story about Tom Hooper when no. they were making Cats. Mm. Um, there's a scene where Taylor Swift drugs everyone with catnip. And right. it, apparently it's not in the original play, uh, but Taylor Swift came on set with her dad. And Taylor Swift's dad said, hey, you should have a scene where Taylor Swift drugs everyone with catnip. And Tom Hooper said, what's catnip? Okay. He had no idea what catnip was. Well, because and catnip's And he's directing a film about cats. Well, to be fair, is he's Tom Hooper English or a different national? He's not American? He sounds English. Yeah, and he's I, bet he's, English I bet he's not American films. because catnip's an American thing. So I hadn't heard of it until the 90s and I read a Garfield cartoon. It's crap. So, there's a song. It would have been better if it wasn't done by Tom Hooper, but Tobe Hooper. Maybe that would have made it more What's interesting. What's he done? Texas Chainsaw Massacre, Poltergeist. Yeah. Well, this this was <laughs> horrifying. The see, there's a bit at the end. The final scene is Judy Dench talking straight to the camera, at the people watching, saying, "A cat is not a dog," and she does like a long lecture about how you should treat cats. As Judy Dench. No, as. As her cat. As old Deuteronomy. 
and she's lecturing the audience. Okay. Oh, just and, another one. And then do you know they, what? They do you know out. I'm now bored with cats. Stop talking about no, it. They zoom out. I need to tell. I need to tell the people about cats. And they zoom on. out. And Judy Dench has her human hand, uh, unedited. It's not a cat hand. It's a human hand, flesh coloured with her wedding ring on. Okay. It's not even a finished film. <laughs> they probably just gave up. Thought, well, this is crap. We can't be bothered. I just throw it out there. See what happens. So that's cats. Cats. And uh, once I got home, I sat down and I watched a different From the film. S- ridiculous to the sublime. Okay. Mm-hmm. We watched Me and Thee. And uh, no, no. Well, yeah, Mama, Mama Thee was in the room, but she had no intention of watching it, and just fell asleep on me. God bless her. She was knackered. And we watched Lynn Ramsey's You Were Never Really Here. Starring Joaquin Phoenix. Mm-hmm. And, well, go on. I'll let you say what you thought first. Go on. So it's about a, a well, he's kind of like an insane person, really. Yeah, he's, he's a traumatised PTSD. PTSD, that's right, isn't PTSD it? PTSD victim. Yeah, say. yeah. Uh, clearly, he, he was um, uh, a veteran. Uh, so he's been in some various wars abroad, Afghanistan maybe, Syria maybe, and he uh, is seriously traumatised and incredibly violent yeah. as well. But he's got some kind of, if a little bit warped, moral code, mm-hmm. because what he does for a living is he tracks down uh, missing kids who've been kidnapped or taken or away from their families or whatever, And when a job spins out of control, I'm going to read this bit, Joe's nightmares overtake him as a conspiracy is uncovered, leading to what may be his death trip or possibly his awakening. So he gets gets put on a job to find this young girl who's been kidnapped by Nazis. And, well, it all goes wrong. And it is is quite a shocking turn of events, isn't it? It's Mm -hmm. shocking to begin with. What What I do like about what he does here is it is incredibly violent but you don't see anything but you don't see anything and it's actually far more powerful because of it mm. and far more brutal because of it as well yeah wacky Phoenix is well you know it must have been really a, a kind of uh yeah yeah kind of warm-up for his joker film really because he's obviously playing some kind of psycho uh but he's very good he is very very good and i thought this film was Excellent. I thought it was absolutely superb. I think uh, Psycho is a bit far. Well, it is. He's, 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 he's clearly disturbed yeah. and because of a traumatised past. And he still has, like you say, some kind of moral code. He's trying to do the right mm-hmm. thing. But because of his traumatised past, he's incredibly violent. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't think twice about smashing somebody's face in with a hammer. So, yes. Um, mm, uh, Three... I wouldn't say enjoyed it, but I thought it was absolutely brilliant. Yeah, it's a good film. So that's what we watched. Lynn Ramsey's You Were Never Really Here. We we carried on watching things. What else did we watch? What did you watch? I watched Birdman or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Mm, so this Oscar is the first winner. time you've seen this, isn't it? Yeah, I just thought, well, we watched 1917 recently. And this has got the, the same gimmick uh, of it's all the same take, but it's not. But it's all the same take. And it's directed by... Go on. Alejandro Gonzalez Inaritu. Not in, bad. Inaritu. Yeah. yeah, not bad. He did The Revenant. Yeah. 
Starting Michael Keaton, of course, Zach Lefranakis, Edward Norton, Emma Stone. Um, who else? A couple of other people in it, famous people. Uh, Naomi Watts. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was somebody else really famous who I can't remember. Okay. Okay. And it is, it is brilliant. I really, really like this. Me and Monberg's went to see this when it first came out. And we thought, yes, that's great. I like that. That's my kind of film. I'm the sort of person who likes superhero films. And I went into this expecting there not to be any superhero things. And the things that were superhero-y were probably the weakest part. Because uh, I didn't think it really worked that much to have the, the bird guy flying around. And the whole time you were thinking, has has he got superpowers or not? Is it is Yeah, well, that's the whole point, crazy? isn't it? Yeah, that's the whole point. You are know, constantly on the edge that, of thinking, is he a nutter or is he actually seeing, is he actually a Birdman? Blah, 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 blah. So, because mm-hmm. there's wonderful things where the camera w- w- wanders around, especially right at the start, and he looks like he's floating, and then you're like, hey, what? Yeah, and so, when he flies around, yeah. but then there's a the bit afterwards. He where, gets out of the cab. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's constant, and, and even the ending. I love the ending. I won't spoil it for anybody, but if they haven't seen it, mm-hmm. but I love the ending as well. That's... Because it's just, it, the camera's completely on Emma Stone's face, and it's all about what she does and how she reacts to let us think, is he? Mm-hmm. Is he? Yeah. So it, it constantly keeps you guessing. And, and it's funny, funny as well. Edward Norton's really, really funny in it, taking the mickey out of himself really as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, yeah, I, I think Michael Keaton's brilliant in it. He's yeah. absolutely superb. He's the right person. He's the, probably the only person for this role as well because yeah. he was Batman. Batman. Yeah. And that's right. And of course, he went on to be the vulture after this as well yes and then we went into morbius oh well oh well uh mm. well it's, not everything can be a winner we've not even seen it we're judging it yeah anyway okay. birdman it's good okay well i also watched and i was convinced i'd seen this before and then when i watched it i thought maybe i haven't because i didn't remember it at all so whether i just had a blank before or Maybe I really hadn't seen it. I just convinced myself I'd seen it. Well, I have seen it now. This is the original Solaris by um, Tarkovsky, Andrei Tarkovsky from 1972, the Russian sci-fi film, the incredibly influential film, uh, which is three hours, uh, oh no, it was just under three hours. It is, uh, especially by uh, modern standards, incredibly slow, but it's incredibly clever and incredibly beautiful and incredibly spooky all at the same time and it is about a psychologist who gets sent up to a space station that's orbiting a distant planet in order to discover what's caused the crew well they think are hallucinating or gone possibly completely insane but it's something very different now the reason i think i probably thought i saw it is because i'd seen probably loads of clips of it i've probably talked about it i heard lots of things talked about it. i've got the soundtrack and i've seen the american Steven Soderbergh remake and I've seen the American parallel version that came out at a similar time that dealt with the same issues which was Stanley Kubrick's 2001 mm-hmm. so I probably just thought I'd seen it and I, and I have now and it is superb you were hallucinating it, is, it. Yeah, it was it wasn't and it was it is very very good very very good and I really like the ending as well and I can see why it was so incredibly influential and it is a sci-fi, but it's it's not really 
a, a sci-fi. No, it's it, it, it is more uh, psychological. psychological. Yes, it is. It is definitely. Mm -hmm. So I saw Solaris. Yeah, well, it's it's more the early sci-fi, isn't it? Because pre-Star Wars, yes, sci-fi was more intellectual. Yeah. Yeah. And it was less mainstream because people were mm -hmm. too stupid. Yeah. They didn't want to think. That's right. Anyway, we also watched The Way, Way Back. That's right. All four of us watched this, and all four of us managed to watch it all the way to the end. This is what the a surprise. 2013 film starring a young, uh, what's that kid's name? Uh, well, that's the character's name. What's the actual actor's name? Steve Carell. No, he's called... Liam James. Liam James. But it also stars as the grown-ups. Yes, indeed. Steve Carell, Tony Collette, Alison Janney as Sam Rockwell. Great characters, great actors. And I really like this. Mama Biggs really like this. Son too really like this. You were like... Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's nothing special. It's, it's nothing special, no. But it's it's something that has been done many times before. It's a coming age story about a kid on his summer holidays with his mom, who happens to have a new boyfriend who is a bit of a tool, hmm. and his daughter who's also not very nice, and his friends who are also not very nice. So there's these two nice people in these this world of not very nice people. And they're kind of out of place. So she kind of deals with it in her own way. And he's not happy about it. And he just runs off. And he finds his own little place. Which is with Sam Rockwell. Who's this slacker. Who uh, works at the local um, water park. And that's where he mm -hmm. finds solace. With his friends at the water park. Mm -hmm. And that is pretty much it. But it's about relationships, it's about friendship, it's about finding yourself, and all that kind of thing, which may seem cheesy, but it's not. And it's it got is. a good it heart. It is cheesy. It's got a good heart, and it's well played, and it's funny. Sam Rockwell That's rocks. Nice. Hashtag Sam Rockwell you rocks. You were laughing at everything Sam Rockwell said. He's just funny. Everything. He is just funny in it. I only laughed at one guy doing a silly dance, mm -hmm. because he looked like an idiot. Yeah, and Tony Collette's great as well. It's yeah, it's 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 okay. And Steve Carroll's good because he plays against type and he plays an absolute tool rather than a silly time. guy. He's yeah, but yeah, but he, tool in yeah, but he plays me. an absolute tool for laughs. He plays a tool in dinner for sure. He plays a tool in this and he's horrible and we're supposed to hate him and we do because he's a adulterous, nasty, manipulative, and downright horrible man. Yeah. There you go. If you the way way back. If you are dad. Or more Ma Biggs or Sun Tzu, then watch it. If you're me, then don't. Okay, then. One more film, please. This is another one which was meant to be the whole family watching it, but people left. How many times have we all sat and watched a film together in the last two that... weeks? It was just the way, way back. That's the well, only one. Well, me and you were the arms with stamina. We will watch anything. I don't want to go that, that far. You'll get that from. Well, you went to see Cats at the cinema, you idiot. Oh, maybe. Okay, then. Be kind, rewind. That's where I draw the line. Okay, we watched Hellboy, not the original Guillermo del Toro one with Ron Perlman, which is great, but the 2019 reboot starring David, David Harbour and Mia Jovovich and Lovejoy. And it is absolute garbage. End of. I'm going to say... <laughs> What right. were you going to say? That's all I've got to say about it. When I went into it, I was thinking... You're in it. Are you in it? Shut up. Go on. <laughs> well, 
when I went into it, I was thinking that, well, most people hate it, but I think I might like it because it just looks crazy. And I thought that crazy might equal good in this circumstance. And though, although I think it has good parts to it, I like David Harbour as Hellboy. I think he's about on par with Ron Perlman. No, Ron Perlman's got more charisma. But, and I also like... Uh, there are some Ian practical McShane effects in there. He's quite good. Yeah, there are some practical effects in there that I like, like the Hellboy costume. Uh, How And I like the world, the world that it's set in. Well, yeah, it's because good. it's not far from where we live. Yeah. <laughs> No, but I because... mean, like, the underground stuff, All like right. B- BPRD and stuff, things right. like that, I found quite interesting. Because a, a, a very large portion of this is set in the UK, a uh, big Hill. part in, in London, but a huge portion, an incredibly po- important part of the story is set at Pendle Hill, mm-hmm. which isn't far from where we live in Lancashire, and uh, on all the witches yeah. and everything that it does. So that was... Uh, well, interesting is pushing it a bit. I did like some of the set pieces, though. I liked the the vampire boxing battle at the start. I thought that was okay. I liked the the final scene, apart from when it got too fan servicey, because that's one of the big problems with it is that it's trying to start a cinematic universe. Yeah. They forced Lobster Johnson in there not once but twice. They've got a little Abe Sapien cameo. They're setting up like Jaguar Man, and. The, the really Contact the dead woman. The script and the dialogue was awful. The pacing was also pretty It's just the, the really embarrassingly awful. Oh, that we can swear. Mm-hmm. Look at us swearing. It was. It was like watching a 12-year-old swear. Like, look how grown up I am because I can swear. The violence was just also very embarrassing. Yeah, it was just like completely gratuitous violence for just no reason other than look, we can be really grown up, like because we can do violence. If, it was just embarrassing. If there was less swearing and less pointless violence, because those two things were really shoved in, they didn't, they didn't push the plot forward or anything. So it's directed then by it Neil been... Marshall. Can you tell me what else Neil Marshall's done? What other films has he made badly? The anything? Descent. Oh, Dog Soldiers. Right. Okay. So he's he's a British director, hence why he's been set in um, mm. heavily in Britain. Director. Mm. Skull Island, Blood of the Kong, rumoured. Oh. The Reckoning, Lost in Space, he did a couple of those TV series episodes. All right, yeah. Hannibal, yeah. So he works within a kind of sci-fi and horror realm, but he's, he's, he's kind of a jobbing director, isn't he? Mm. And he's made a bit of a job of this as well. So you absolutely hated this. I didn't. I just thought it was pathetic, Mm. embarrassing. I thought it was overall bad, but not terrible bad. It was cringeworthy. Anyway, that was Hellboy. It wasn't funny. It tried to be funny. Yeah, it wasn't funny at all. There was nothing good about it. And the acting was bad apart from David Harbour. Oh, I love Joey's all right, yeah. Who? Love Joy. Stop calling him that. He's Love Joy. He'll always be Love Joy. Always. He'll always, he'll always if you're be... too young to remember Lovejoy, then Google it. Okay, that is what we've been reading oh, and what we've been watching over the past couple of weeks. Have we even got time for any film news? We're not on a clock here. Go on then, give me a little bit of film news. Film news. Film news. Film news. 
yeah, yeah, Marvel, DC, and Star Wars, Blade Runner, E.T. and Jaws, Jurassic Park with dinosaurs, my faith film is Chef, what's yours, Star Trek, Gremlins, Avatar, Pixar films including Cars, indie films from Cote d'Ivoire, now it's time for film news to start. Film yes, news, of course. Film news, film news. Film news. Yes. Go on, then give me some film news. Give me some interesting film news, please, someone. Oh, what in- have you got for me? Show me some news of film. We've got a pattern going on here. What kind of pattern? Like a, you'll, a you'll floral? Notice, you'll notice pretty soon. Crow reboot. Oh, it's going to be reboots, isn't it? Yeah. There you go, I guess, pretty quickly there, yeah. isn't it? The I crow. didn't think it was going to be about crows. Didn't think that was going to be the link. Lots of bird films this yeah. week have been announced. Okay, the Crow reboot, great. A, a new film about the Crow. Yeah. Okay, who's involved? Um, Corin Hardy. No, no, that is. Let's give him a Google. Go on then. He has done. He did the Nun. Oh, great. And that 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 looked really good. Okay, so he does naff he does naff horror films, so he's going to create a naff horror film out of the crow, is he? Yes. Jolly good. It was a camp classic. Why revisit it? No point. So thumbs up, thumbs down, thumb in the middle for this one. I don't care about it. Okay, carry on, move on. Give me some more news then. Lethal Weapon Five. Why oh why oh why oh why oh why? Has it still got Danny Glover and Mel, the anti-Semitic Gibson? Maybe. Really. They must be in their 80s by now. Both of them. He was close to retirement in the first film. That was the whole point of the, the, the script of the first film is he was like two days away from retirement was Danny Glover's character. So they've, they've, they're now on episode five, the fifth film. Yeah. And he's still not retired. God bless him. Well, this poor guy. He's, he's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like Great Britain. They just keep pushing back yeah. retirement age constantly, constantly. We just can't retire. Well, maybe he's been in retirement and they bring him out of retirement. Or to... maybe maybe it's based in an old folks home and like... Uh, the lethal Mel weapon Gibson. is yeah. the TV remote. He has to bend down to go that's and right. get it. right, and it's what they get up to in the old folks home. So I presume that's what that is. Yeah. Lethal Weapon 5, Home Alone. Taking any bets on what the next one is? Uh, is it a reboot? It's The Thing. Oh, for God's sakes. New version of The Thing. Didn't they just do that in like 2016 or 20, something? 2011. Right, okay. So that, that was ages ago. That's almost 10 years ago now. We have to remake it. I can only assume that somebody's got the rights to it and they'll have to make another film, otherwise they will lose the rights to it. Yeah, probably. That's the only thing. Just leave it alone. So, new version of The Thing with... Bloody oh, disgusting. We don't even know who's involved. No, I don't care. I don't want to know. I hope, it fails. I hope it fails miserably. It if you are interested in the thing, then just go back and watch the John Carpenter brilliant classic version starring Kurt Russell. End of. Two new Transformers films are in development. Oh, thank goodness. This is it's technically a reboot because Bumblebee was a reboot. Maybe this will be Transformers 6 directed by Michael Bay. Or... Maybe it'll follow on from Bumblebee. Bumblebee 2 or Optimus Prime or Megatron or who cares? Yeah, not me. Move on. Disney are taking aim at a live-action Bambi remake. <sighs> Goodness God, Christ on a bike. What is the point? Just like Lion King, Did it... which made like 
a billion and a half dollars. Right, well, of course they're going to do another one. They're just scrolling through all their films, their Jungle animated Book. classics. It's John Favreau they did Dumbo, they did Jungle Book, they've done Lion King, they've done Beauty of the Beast. Right, what's next? Let's do Bambi. And Robert Zemeckis has officially sealed his deal to co-write a new version of Pinocchio. All right. Okay. He's going to be a really real boy this time. A really, really not real animated. boy. He's not animated or oh, stop motion. And Robert Zemeckis is also making the witches. Reboot. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Busy man. Mm. Okay. No. Are you ready for a Karate Kid the musical? No. Did Do you know what else has been? It came out this week, actually, and I don't know why it popped up on my feed, but the Back to the Future musical is out this week. What the hell is that? It's a musical about Back to the Future. So you can go to the theatre to watch, I don't know, Go Back in Time. Do, 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 do. I don't know what it is, but it's real and it's happening and it's on mm. in large-scale theatres. That reminds me somehow that um, Oscar Isaac is producing and starring in Ex Machina. The musical? No, not the film that came out five years ago. But a new series, also called Ex Machina, also with Oscar Isaac in, which Musical. has got the same name, but it's a completely different plot because it's based on the Brian K. Vaughan series of graphic novels. Okay. But it's got the same name, and Oscar Isaac is also in it. How uh, confusing is that? It's a bit confusing. Anyway, Karate Kid Musical, that's definitely something that we need in this world. Yeah. Wax on, wax off. There's a song right there, isn't there? Wax on, wax off, wax on, wax off. I don't know what the rest of the song would be, but there you go. Bit of Disney Plus news as well. Oh, go on then. Whereas Falcon and the Winter Soldier has been pushed forward to oh. this summer, hmm. Obi-Wan has been held back. Yeah, yeah, which I'm a bit disappointed for. I was quite looking forward to that. Hmm. Oh, it'd be nice to see um, uh, Hugh McGregor reprising his role as Obi-Wan hmm. in that kind of what, what, what he did in his wilderness years, like Christ... Yeah. <laughs> so what? When's the Winter Soldier and the Falcon Soldier coming out? Summer. This summer. Summer. Okay. So that'll be in between the old, good old um, autumn, Black and Widow, winter, Black Widow and Eternals. Okay. And rumours are there will be a trailer for both this and WandaVision tomorrow at the Super Bowl. I kind of briefly glimpsed uh, an interview with what's his face Vision. Um, what's the actor's Paul called? Bettany. Paul Bettany. And saying that it's pretty damn out there. Yeah. That's what he said. Yeah. So it's pretty weird, pretty well, crazy. news about the new Doctor Strange film is that it will have alternate versions of superheroes. And if, if they do alternate versions of like Doctor Strange and stuff like that, and War Machine or something, then that'll be cool. But if they bring back Robert Downey Jr. to play alternate universe Iron Man or... Um, Chris Evans to do alternate universe Captain America. That's crazy. And Scott Derrickson got kicked off as well. Who? The director of Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. Because he wanted to make it more scary. Oh. He wanted to, but you know, Marvel were like, no, yeah, do no, it our way. No, no, we need to make billions of pounds. So it's like Edgar Wright getting kicked off mm. of Ant Man, which yeah. is a shame because that means that directors don't matter anymore. They're films are just made by committee at this point so well, it doesn't matter who directs any films well you know what 
I don't buy into the old auteur theory anyway, as I tell my students. So that idea that the director is the be-all and end-all of a film, of course the director is important, of course they have a huge role to play, but it's a collaborative process. No one person is more important than anybody else. Get lost. Your auteur theory. My film, I made it. Yeah, so did about 250 other yeah. people. You big, great, big egomaniac. Mm. Yeah. Anyway... That's been Film News. This yeah. has been the Papa Biggs Show, and I have been Papa Biggs. And I have been Son One. Join us again next time, and we'll talk some more rubbish for you. Thank you very much. We'll see you next time, where we'll be looking at whatever we want.